This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What a beautiful night. There is a way to the top. Now when we talk about top, we are talking about in, 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 in the physical sense. Because spiritually we'll be raised in Christ. And there cannot be a higher place than that. We'll be made to sit with Christ in heavenly places. But on earth, people want to get to the top. And there's something they want to share tonight. Glory to God. Remember, always when you study the Bible, Abraham, the Bible calls him the father of faith. And all of you here are sons of faith. So we are Abraham's seed. Is that right? Praise the Lord. So the Bible said that those who have the promise are Abraham's seed. Galatians chapter 3 and chapter 4. So we are Abraham's seed. And um, the Bible says in Isaiah that look unto Abraham your father. So there are things uh, in order to understand the dealings of God in our lives, you might need to understand how God dealt with Abraham. Are you following me? That is why it's called the father of faith because it's an example that others will follow. So, for instance, now the Bible talks about righteousness that is not based on works, that Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. And the Bible says it shall be counted for anybody who believes also. So, the first person to enter righteousness by faith was Abraham. All of you seated here have also entered righteousness by faith following the steps of Abraham. Is that right? Praise the Lord. Now, I said that just to say what I'm about to read tonight. So, I want to start from Genesis chapter 18. Genesis 18. And see something from there. The title is The Way to the Palace. The Way to the Palace. So, what I seek to do tonight, looking into God's word, is to bring the gap between where you are and your vision. If there is no ladder or bridge, you will dream like Joseph or people bowing to you, but you will be a level child that nobody's bowing to in reality. So seated here today or tonight, and those who are watching me and those who are listening are people which, when they close their eyes, they see themselves somewhere there in a great glorious, wonderful place, but when they open their eyes, they are right there in the midst of their predicament, issues, and situations. And if a person, (laughs) as a matter of fact, the dangerous thing about a dream is that it will annoy you and get you frustrated if it remains in the dream world. Dreams in the dream world are useless. Genesis 18, Bible says, the Lord appeared unto him in the place of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. Now, the next verse. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself towards the ground. Now, go back to verse 1. I want to show you some things about what we have just read just now. Verse 1 says, The Lord appeared to him in the place of Mamre. He sat in the tent in the heat of the day. Now, that is very significant. There are seasons in your life. There can be a moment where you're experiencing heat. It happened to Abraham. So, the interesting thing is that the Bible says that God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear, that with every temptation, it makes a way of escape. So, sometimes when there is heat, it is that time that God shows up. 
Are you following me? So God didn't come when it was cool. God came when it was hot. So Abraham sat outside under the heat and God showed up. Now that's Saul. He saw men. He saw three men. He never knew that that was God and two angels. He saw three men. Because when God begins to deal with you from afar, you would think you are dealing with mere men. But when you look through the eye of revelation, you see that you are dealing with God. So I want to start this way. Hebrews 13. So now we'll come back to Genesis. And then we are going to go to Joseph. So Hebrews 13. Let's read Hebrews 13. Let's start from verse 1. Is somebody following me today or tonight? Hallelujah. If Abraham is the father of faith, God appeared to Abraham. I'm showing you, it is the same way that God will appear to you. Because Abraham operated before the law and without the law. His righteousness was strictly a faith-based righteousness. So if God appeared to Abraham in a particular fashion, when you want God to appear to you, no, I'm not saying God appearing to you like an angel flapping his wing. I'm talking about the day God, what they call breakthrough. Something that happens that changes the operations of your life forever. Something that launches you to another level entirely. If you are going to enter a different orbit in your lifespan or cycle, this is how it will happen. There will be heat. And God will show up. Now, this is the interesting thing that you need to take note of. God will not show up as God. He will show up as a stranger. Mm. So, Hebrews 13 says, let brotherly love continue. It's a warning. Because I've told you before, if you see all these things, they are lined up together. So, God showing up means breakthrough, doors opening. Now, the Bible says, let brotherly love continue. And I said that that word brotherly love means Philadelphia. So when the Bible says unto the church in Philadelphia, I have said before you an open door. Jesus actually said that unto a church that works in brotherly love. Unto a Christian that works in brotherly love, I have said before you an open door. Because when God appears, what will make you not to miss it is to understand Philadelphia, brotherly love. Are you getting me? Praise the Lord. So far, are we on the same page? Praise the Lord. So... It was brotherly love that made Abraham to sit and he saw three strangers. He didn't know them. And he ran to greet them and he said, guys, I perceive you are hungry. I'm going to feed you. So that's what the Bible says. The first warning. Let brotherly love continue. If it is absent in your life, you will not see God when he shows up. And I'm going to show you an example from Joseph and from David. You will not see when he shows up. So this is the first warning. That's what the Bible says. Be rooted and grounded in love. If there was no love in Abraham, the heat will make him to be living a... You know how you react when things are not going your way? Abraham would have been finding... What kind of heat is this? He won't even see the men. But love makes you look beyond yourself. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Now, because of verse 1, verse 2 now says, Be not forgetful. The only way you will not forget is to work in brother love. So he started with the real warning. Let brother in love, that's your foundation. Because that love will make you do something. And that is verse 2. It will make you not to forget to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Mm. This angel. Angels unaware. So, another word for angels here. They sent one. So, 
in this regard, angels are not limited to Michael, <laughs> the archangel, the cherubim, the seraphim. We have about four categories of angels as mentioned in the Bible. So, but we are not into eschatology today. So, but <laughs> it's not referring exclusively to all those angels, whether archangel, whether seraphim, cherub, whatever, whether angels without wings. No, it's referring to them as well as anybody sent by God to you by time. Because the word there is a messenger. So that means that when God is about to show up, a messenger will be sent with an answer. Now the messenger will be a stranger and that stranger is called an angel. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So for Abraham, there were three men. When they got close to him in his house and he looked closely, then he realized that these are not ordinary men. Something about these guys. It's always like that also. You will think you are helping men. You are reaching out to men. But at the end of the day, you will find out that the Lord himself has visited you through somebody. Are you following me? So this is the pattern. Say, don't forget to entertain strangers. Brotherly love will settle your heart and you will have an opportunity of entertaining strangers. Now, these are patterns. So I want to go to Joseph. But before then, how did it happen to Peter? Listen to me, whether you do business or whatsoever you do, Jesus came. Remember, before then, Peter didn't know anything about Jesus. He showed up in Luke chapter 5. He wanted to preach, and Peter was busy with his business. Like most businessmen, he was trapped and frustrated. He walked all night long, and he caught nothing. That's a moment to start nagging. I usually tell people, remove this thing that is called nagging from your life. Many times... At the moment when you, just, when you think you have just lost something and you are reacting, the greatest breakthrough is about to come. You will push it away by nagging. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So imagine, imagine you're walking to catch something from 7 p.m. in the night till 7 a.m. and you caught nothing. All of a sudden, a stranger showed up, just like Abraham. And he said, I want to pray. Can I use your boats? It looks easy now because we know Jesus. But it would have looked ridiculous to Peter then that, look, 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 ma, ma, don't tell. All night long, you are telling me. And then Jesus didn't stop there. He said, can I use your boat? Then he added the second one. He took the boat and he said, push me. Push. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? All night long, I've been out here. I am generous enough to give you my boats. But that I should drop my nets and be pushing. And I don't know you. But see, Peter did. I know the funny thing. Jesus didn't speak immediately. He finished his sermon. And then he said, launch into the deep. Peter caught so much that the net started breaking. He had to bless his partners. I am fully persuaded. The reason why the Lord is sending us to this message tonight, every brother of Solomon, this is not an ordinary Wednesday, get ready for what they call a net-breaking miracle. Yeah. It is called overflow. Something that will be more than enough for you, even if you are greedy. You will have no choice but to share with people because it is too much. Yeah. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. But I'm showing you the pattern. Are you following me? So Jesus came as a stranger 
And somehow, brotherly over overtook Peter. It was his hit moment. It was about going on as a frustrated man. And then somebody said, borrow me your boat. Ah! Okay. What do you about? He said, no problem. He said, no problem. Then he said, no, don't stop there. <laughs> Can you push me? And Peter said, well, and he did. And maybe one hour after that, the man whose net was empty had a net that was not sufficient. A man whose shop is empty, all of a sudden, the shop cannot contain the goods again. A man with insufficient amount for house rent. All of a sudden, it's a landlord now renting out a house. That's what we're talking about. When steps are skipped from the lowest to the highest in the twinkle of an eye. Shout a living amen. Are you with me? From a student struggling to the best student of Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Abraham for 25, 24 years was believing God or was praying for Isaac. He got it on that same day. This is the interesting thing. All along, God told Abraham that he will have Isaac, but he never told him when exactly. It is when you enter into this dispensation that date is attached to your blessing. The promise becomes a prophecy which carries time and season. Are you following me? There can be a promise. God will do something and God is faithful will keep his promise. But the bad thing about promise is that you do not know when it will come to pass. If God says you shall be blessed, shall be blessed, can be 70. Hallelujah. So he said to Abraham, but that was the day he said that about this time next year, according to the season of life, you know why God said that God does not live in this time zone. But he told Abraham, so that you have no doubt about it. I am not talking about eternity. I'm talking about your season as human beings. He said by this time next year, according to man's season, Sarah will have a son. And that was it. See, when you receive a prophecy like that, actually, you don't need confession or anything again. It settles because death is attached to it. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But there's a story I love most to illustrate this. Are you getting what I'm saying? Can you see two examples so far? Let's just check Brother Joseph. Genesis 40. It's a story we know very well because his own, the Bible first of all talks about his dream. So the guy woke up one day and he had a dream. How many people have dreams here? Can I see your hand? You have plans, you have dreams, you have goals. You have dreams. You have wonderful dreams. Hallelujah. You know the Bible said that when the Lord re returns the captivity of that, we are like, have you seen a miracle that you convince yourself, you have to convince yourself that this is real, I am not dreaming. Unto him that is able to do. Exceedingly, abundantly, above. You know, Joseph was in the prison. Let's start from number six. It came to pass that the chief bought all of them offended. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and he looked upon them and behold, they were sad. Go to verse five. And they dream a dream, both of them. Each man is dream in one night. Each man according to the interpretation of his dream. Everybody say dream, interpretation. Dream, interpretation. So Joseph came in in verse 6 and he noticed something about them that they were sad. Verse 7. And he asked Pharaoh's officer that were with him in the world, wherefore you look so sad today? And they told him the reason. Now, Joseph had a dream of himself being bowed to 
He had a clue that was going to be like a prime minister or somebody in authority one way or the other. Just like most people, they steps into the reality of that dream is what we don't normally have. God is always in the habit of showing you the end from the beginning. He said, I am the Lord who declares the end from the beginning. So many of us, not, you've not exactly dreamt, but inside your heart, there's a dream locked up there. You keep feeling that there is more to yourself than what you're experiencing. Your feeling is right. Somehow you know that you are destined for something great. So God puts that knowing there in form of knowing or in form of dream or in form of a great vision. But most times, it doesn't show you the steps into getting there. So the dream is on one side, your reality is far from it. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Rehoboki was eight. When he kept seeing multitudes and he would see blood washing the map of Africa. But it was in his father's church, a small church. Now the father that was praying day and night would never, never reach out to more than 500 people. But this young man kept having this dream. He didn't know how that would ever happen. His brothers went into higher schools. He didn't go to the time they went to. It didn't look like what would happen. But the thing kept appearing to him. But the steps were kept. How am I, you know, it's a Dutch. How am I going to go to Africa or German? So how am I going to go to Africa? What's going to, what's going to, it, it just didn't look like anything. I mean, I don't understand. Father has not been to Africa for my mom. Has, so what's, what's the connection? It's always like that. Because God will have you trust him to show you the way. Because there is only one way. Jesus is the way. And God is the way maker. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So he will, Want you to trust him to show you the way. So Joseph had this dream. And he didn't know the way. The first thing, they showed him. Then he was in Potiphar's house. Then the next thing, he was in the prison. That was enough for the guy to become bitter. But that first warning, let brotherly love continue. It was settled in Joseph's acts that you take care of your brother. That you take care of your brother. They asked Jesus, which one is the greatest commandment? He said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Then he said, the second one is like it. That you love your neighbor as yourself. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 12, Jesus said that, as you want men to do to you, so do to them. He said, this explains all the law and prophets. So all the prophetic words of Old Testament, all the laws, they are rooted in one thing. God trying to get men to love their neighbor. But it wasn't possible because law can never make a man right. But God tried the law with them just to put a called the schoolmaster, just to guide them and tutor them a little. But that is God's ultimate goal. And in New Testament, it hasn't changed. It's the same, same goal, love. He said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. John 13. By this, that's how they know that you are my disciples. So the same thing. Joseph was a man in Old Testament. And Joseph, a kind of um, somebody very similar to Jesus Christ. Jesus and his 12 disciples. Joseph and his brothers, close to the same number. And many similarities. His brethren sold him the same thing. Jesus Christ, his people, and back and forth. They, they are there. Now, Joseph got to the cell and he saw that this guy is not looking happy. Um, any dream that will serve kings must first of all serve servants. 
it is the starting point. Any strength that will conquer Goliath must first will conquer lion and bear. Are you following me? If you fail the beginning, forget about that end. When God wants you to interpret dreams for Pharaoh, he will start you up with prisoners. I get what I'm saying. And that prisoner is not only you go to prison, are the people around you at that moment. Now, this is what we are seeking to say. In the midst of where you are right now, right now, somebody is there that is a door to your next level. You cannot figure the person out by your imagination. You can only get it by walking in love. That's all we are saying. As Joseph was thrown in this prison, God in his wisdom arranged those two guys from Pharaoh's palace to come to the prison also. If you look from human eye, you wouldn't think that the dream I had in my father's house some years back, these two guys in the prison with me are the, and one of them will be the answer to, is the answer to the prayer that you are praying. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So Joseph decided to, do, to be nice to them. And the next thing, the next thing. Now there's one more story in David I will show you. And the next thing the guy was released, went to the palace. If Joseph makes that opportunity, the dream will remain, but the guy will never get into that. He will never enter his inheritance. That is why I'm being sent to you to share this with us. Over this place tonight, we have dreams. The doorway that you are going to pass through is in form of a stranger that you see every now and then. May your eyes be open to recognize the person. But the main thing is this. Begin to make up your mind. That's why I said on Sunday, we are people of charity. We are people of... It, the, what will happen is somebody will need your help. When you respond to that thing, all the doors will open. They canceled an election in Kenya. The presidential candidate, two of them said, only one, they told UN, only one person can sit the two of us down together in a room. Two Kenya president, the incumbent president and the one that wanted to come in that the election was turned upside down, agreed that only this guy can talk to them. UN was, they were interested in the guy. And the guy said, a few years before then, he was praying to work with UN and the door wasn't opening. He was asking you, wonder, what do I do? God showed one of the most terrible ghettos in Kenya. Start reaching out to boys in this community. It was when he was doing that that UN came around and found what he was doing. They were shocked to see what he was doing and they brought, they took it to the, when they came to speak for them, Covenant Christian Center, a young man in Nigeria. What he was looking for, God gave it by showing you what to do. The way you think the way is not the way. Hallelujah. Are you following me? This is why it's the art of charity, loving people and reaching out to people is the responsibility of every Christian. We must go beyond ourselves, especially people who have needs. I've told you stories of people who went to hospital to check their father. Only to somebody that could not pay 7K, 8K and they will pay for the person. You enter into something unusual when you start working this realm. What happens where I started from? Like Abraham, many of us will sit in the heat of the day. You will be conscious of the heat that you will see those men, you won't even send them. And people do that a lot. You will see the two prisoners in the prison all looking happy. Say, if they are not happy, even me, I'm not happy. And you miss them. Once you are advised about you, you will keep missing. And God, this is what God does. God is so merciful. When you miss an opportunity as a new Christian, Christian it goes back to arrange it, but time is going. Are you getting me? Praise the Lord. Because in God, opportunities will never end. But it will go back and arrange again. But you have to learn that lesson again to work in love. Because it's take the same cycle. So it started Abraham that way. But I want to show you one very important story. And I'll close here. First Samuel 30. First Samuel 30. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 30. Is somebody with me tonight? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
it came to pass that when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, the, what's the next word there? Shout the word. The Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten and burning with fire. Next verse. And they are taking women captives and they were, they slew not any great or small, but carried them away and went their way. Verse 3. So David and his men came and behold, it was burned down. Their wives and their daughters were taken. Verse 4. And David and his people lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Have you experienced this before? Many people have. But well, some people can cry. It doesn't mean they are weaker. Emotionally, we are not the same. We don't have the same temperament. Alright? Okay, so David cried. Thank God for men who can cry when they need to cry. He cried and cried and they got to a point. Nobody could cry again. And the Bible says, his two wives were taken also. Verse 6. And David was greatly distressed. Now, his son went on that level. Why? Because the people speak of stoning him. If you are a leader and people are not happy, they think you are their problem. If you are not ready for that, stay away from leadership. Now, the Bible quickly says that his own two wives were taken also. But these men were talking of stoning him. <laughs> All of them were the same. If they took their wife, they didn't take David. So say, okay, we can understand. Everybody's wives and children were taken. And they responded by saying, you know what, let's just stone this guy. And David turned to God and said, God, I need your help. They were grieved. Verse 7. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue? Shall I overtake them? And answer him. The Lord answered him, pursue, overtake, and without fail, thou shalt recover all. Oh, bless God for strength to lift up your eyes and ask God for direction. Regardless of your pain. No pain should be strong enough to stop you from prayer or from praying because the answer will come from prayer. Are you following me? When David saw this situation, he too cried, but after crying, God is not against you crying, but when you finish crying, what are you going to do? Continue to complain? The guy sat down and he said, it's time to pray. And God just said, you know what, pursue. Because in their mind, they saw that they had slaughtered everybody. But they didn't know that those people did not kill. See, let me tell you this one. Satan is not perfect. When he steals a blessing from you, he's going to make a mistake. There is nothing Satan tries to take away from a Christian. He will make a mistake, and in that mistake, he can recover everything back. He is never perfect. If he attacks a Christian's money, he will leave a loophole behind that God pointed to recover our back. So they took those people. If you read the rest of the story later, they put them together down, tied them, and they were dancing around them. An angel made them to dance. They were being entertained by angels. Till David showed up to recover everything back. They did not even rape a single person. They were planning to do so. But they were enjoying the phrase before. Oh, these are the beautiful women. That was what they said till David overpowered them right there. But now, here is, observe two things. Who invaded, invaded their place? The, the what? Say it again. That's very important. Please bear that in mind. The Amalekites invaded the place. David received a word from God. Pursue, overtake, and recover. I want to show you how this thing works. Many of you are here. At one time or the other, one way or the other, you have received a promise from God. Either in the to you, a word of prophecy in church one day, or a word that the Holy Spirit whispered to your heart, you have a promise. But the painful thing is that that promise has not translated into what you really want. I want to show you the missing link. And this is part of, that's what we are sharing tonight. Are you following me? So David to receive a word. God said, pursue, overtake. 
and I guarantee you are going to recover everything. But see how it happened practically. Next verse. So he went with the 600 men and some stayed behind. They were too weak to go. Verse 9. Verse 10. 11. Let's go on. And they found. Who did they see? Who were they looking for? <laughs> I need to paint this picture for you to understand very well. Somebody was told, terrorists have taken your wife and your children and they went this way, going away. And you are pursuing seriously. All your mind, you are thinking that, let's get there before they start raping and start killing them. So you are ru- rushing. And you, un- you know those who did it. The Amalekites. And you are rushing. But on their way, they saw an Egyptian. Oh, God help us to see. Say a loud amen. amen. That didn't look like something that had to do what they were looking for. But David said, stop. Now see what he did. They found an Egyptian in the field. They brought him to David. Now he had not told them anything. Look at the first thing. He gave him bread and he didn't eat. They made him to drink water. Next verse. And he gave him a piece of cake and two clusters of this guy must be a glossing. And when he had eaten, his spirit revived. <laughs> so hunger was his problem. When he had eaten, his spirit came and came to him. For he had not eaten no bread nor drunk any water three days and three nights. That is marathon fasting. So he was not lying on the field there. He couldn't get up again. If they told 90% of the people on your horses you are riding, going, 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 and they say, the American, we are pursuing. Then they went to Allen, and you are going, brushing. And somebody says, see me, sir. There's a guy there dying off the field. Your likely response will be that, are you all right? Any man from now, they will kill our daughters and wives. You are talking about one man. If I was national team, an Egyptian, it's not the one we're looking for. But David said, bring the guy. He had enough time. The cake they took for themselves on the journey. They gave the guy, and the guy ate it. Threw it in his mouth. Anything anything again. And they gave him, and he drank and revived. Then he said something that shocked them. So David asked, after feeling that, who do you belong? And he said, I'm a young man of Egypt. A servant to... <laughs> Everybody say, if Joseph didn't talk to that guy in the prison, all of them had prison uniform. He did not know that this guy that is my neighbor in the prison is connected to Pharaoh. And this guy is the door to the answer what I've been praying for. If Joseph didn't talk on one-on-one with the guy, it's seven, without knowing that prisoner number 27 was one time PA to Pharaoh, and soon he will be restored back as PA. May God help you to spark up the necessary conversation that will lead to greatness. Shout a louder amen. So it seems that if they didn't talk to the guy, they did not know that even though an Egyptian, but his boss was an Amalekite, and the guy was there when the old raid took place. And of course, the guy did not know who David was. When they got to the camp, they didn't meet any man. So they took everybody. Look at what he said. And he was even talking. He said, my master led me behind because I was sick. Next verse. We made an invasion upon the south and upon the coast that belonged to Judah and upon the Kel- uh, uh, south of Caleb. And David said, that, can you bring me down to this company? And he said, swear to me by God. He's a Nigerian. That you will not kill me. Nor deliver me to the hands of my master. I will bring you down. 
Next verse. And when they have brought him down, behold, they were spread upon the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of the great sport that they are taking. Next verse. And David smote them from two lights even to evening the next day. Men could fight in those days. About 12 hours of non-stop killing people. <laughs> and the Bible said none of them escaped and they rescued everybody. Now, I want to call your attention to something. What did God tell David? Pursue, overtake, and recover. Did you notice that when they were pursuing, God was silent. When they saw the Egyptian, God said nothing. God told them they would recover. He declared the end from the beginning. But he did not tell them details. The Egyptian told them details. He was the one that took them to those people. It's, it's, that is always God's pattern. When he gives you a promise, he gives you the end. I'll bless you. You'll be much. This will happen and that will happen. He leaves details. He would have trained you to walk in love. That is the answer that fills the blank spaces. But if you miss it, you miss God. That end won't be a reality if you miss that middle part. I know somebody who said God said that he should be going governor of the state. And it was a time when it was passing for 30 days or so. Actually, some people have heard things like that. Now he has even lost, so he's not in policy again. Time has passed. It's possible for people to hear that kind of word and never walk in it. God has told people to start a war for him before and they never started up till now. Because in all these things, when he was going to face Goliath, there was no voice of God. Even though God could talk to David, but it's as if there are ordinary days in your life. Those are the days that give back to extraordinary things. And what you call the voice will lead you on many things, but when it comes to that detail, you keep quiet. Praise the Lord. It is always like that. Oh, I can tell you stories upon stories of how people entered into this thing this way, one way or the other. And you see how amazing this thing can be. By choosing to serve somebody, choosing to help somebody. I told you on Sunday, when you wake up every morning, look at your life, no matter how low you think you are or high, he's sending you to somebody. Somebody needs you. What you have that is not sufficient is an answer to someone's prayer. Those excess shirts that you are not wearing, somebody is praying for those things. Have you been to IDP camp before? When you do, you will lose your appetite. So see the conditions sons of men are living and they're human beings like us. And this is one of the reasons why I say to everybody, join a political party. Voting is never enough. You will vote and choose among the options available. Why don't you go to where options have been selected? It is very important. You know why this is important? Most of the things many of us are using our faith for, when the nation is standing upright, you will use your faith for more responsible spiritual things. I get what I'm saying. It is true. If it's a place where they can give you houses and ask you to, you know the way they use credit cards, you get a job abroad, credit card, and then you can go and buy something and be paying instrumentally. Many people will stop praying about many things. They will start praying about the only thing money cannot do, soul winning. It will even stop us from being materialistic in church. We face the real assignments. Lives of men. That's all. Greater is he that is in us than the one that is in the world. I have just come to tell the old church that when you wake up tomorrow, start practicing this message. Let brotherly love continue. Sometimes it's not limited to giving out things to less privileged alone. It might be a word of encouragement. In the case of Joseph, it was an encouragement. In the case of it might be somebody in your office that you will speak to who will revive 
And one month after it's taken to another place, and that is your doorway to what you have been praying about into getting into. It's amazing. I can give you almost 20 stories of what I've read in book. I've read about people, how somebody reach out to somebody, help somebody. They separate, they didn't see each other again for like some months. Next person, this one looking for something, and maybe it's the person that will lift the person to the next level. It's not about calculating okay, if I'm helping and with this helping. No, it's about working a lot towards all men. Then the Lord will start pointing your attention to where needs are real. And you enter. I see abundance coming your way. All of you that are in this place, you are going to have an uncommon breakthrough. Before the end of this year, you will go many times where you are right now. Oh, by the righteousness of one man. The Bible said that by one offering, he has perfected forever. I pray for everybody. One move that will happen in your life. One move that will change everything about your life. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, may that move happen in this coming November. And may you not miss that opportunity in the name of Jesus Christ. Something that changes you totally. Did you hear testimony on Sunday? Yet to be confirmed. Yet to be confirmed. As a lawyer enough, yet to be confirmed. And then they gave her promotion to that level. That's managerial level. And times, made her salary about times four. She, she waited for confirmation. She got that kind of promotion. It's amazing. It's amazing. Opportunity. You don't know what we just have. Somebody will just pass through your place. You don't know. This is where the answer is. Looking beyond yourself and reaching out. Do you know what is crying for Christians to become the biggest philanthropist? And people? Start with your community where you are. Start with one person, two people. Most importantly, among colleagues and people you see. Just open your heart to people and help them. Some of them will take you for granted and even work upon you for helping. Don't let that stop you. Alright? That must not stop you. Are you ready for great and mighty things? Hallelujah. Shout a loud amen. amen. I see you there. I see God opening your eyes to see. I see you taking the right steps. I see God connecting you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I prophesy. I speak to you, mountain. Anybody here under the sound of my voice, with anything standing before you like a mountain, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run and is saved. There is no other name that, other name of, and at the mention of the name of Jesus, every name must bow. I command all mountains, hear the word of God in my mouth. Be thou removed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever is standing before anybody as an obstacle, I speak as one who has received grace. And as the pastor over this house under Jesus Christ, our real shepherd, I command those obstacles. Get out of the way in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Be lifted. All of you, I forward you to another level. In the name of Jesus Christ. By a prophet, God brought Israel out of Egypt. And by prophet, Israel is sustained. As God's prophet in the house, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command the blaze of heaven over your life. Your barn is filled with plenty. In the name of Jesus Christ. Fruitfulness on every side. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise, Lord. 
in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.